0: Bibles please to the book of Romans Romans chapter 12 and we're going to start there uh, and um, we're going to go on a little journey tonight Romans 12 and we're going to start from verse 10 I'm going to be reading from the new King James version so if you if you're digital read with read with me and this really there's so much within this within this very very short few verses we're going to read verses 10 to 15 But it's got so much meat here. Every sort of phrase is a sermon in itself concerning just the life of the believer. But there is a heart that is communicated through all of these verses. And uh, we're going to jump into them and begin to try and catch the heart this evening or this morning. So it starts off saying this. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. We see a theme throughout these verses of to, uh, an idea of togetherness, oneness, concern, real concern for others. There is also the, 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 the train of thought that comes through that this is meant to be more than just um, sort of the way you feel or good intention. Because it talks about being diligent, being fervent. In other words, deliberate. In this heart of sincere care for others, it describes connectedness. It describes sharing life and life experiences in such a way that I think in our Western way of doing things is perhaps quite foreign to us. We tend to be very isolated. We treasure our independence and, our, our, and we value the fact that we don't need anybody else. That we are self-sufficient. However, this verse flies in the face of that. And it actually says that is, is the antithesis of Christian living. That is concerned with itself. That is concerned with having its, its own needs met. The Christian life is all about other people, loving them, doing life with them, getting involved in their needs, in their challenges, in their struggles. To help them and to walk a road with them. I think for. for And it goes beyond lip service. It's sincere love. But I think for many of us. Our understanding of church. In the times and the days that we are living in. Is, is very organizational. And we we often think. Of organizational identification. I belong to this church. I belong to this body. But an intertwining of lives. And an intertwining of experiences. Is what this verse is actually talking about. And this if you think about it. Is the expression and the life. And the ministry of Jesus Christ. When he came from heaven. Was born to live the life of a man. Intertwined with your needs. My needs. Your temptations. Our temptations. And to live a life of perfection. And to ultimately die upon the cross. This kind of awareness. This kind of thinking. This kind of willingness. To lay down my own interests and my own independence is what sets the church apart from the world around us. And it's something that God not only wants you and I to experience, but it's something that he wants us to invite other people into. It's a feeling. It's a place of safety. It's uh, an environment of sincere love and care. And it's the essence and the ethos of hospitality. Tonight, I want to speak to you, or today, I want to speak to you about the value of hospitality. Pastor Andreas has been going on for a few weeks now uh, on various values, kingdom values, of which hospitality is one of them. Now, I want to throw out something, and I want some response from you, please. So, if you know the answer to this, please unmute yourself and finish the phrase. How does this finish? Home is where? home is where the heart is to open your home some, to someone is literally to open your heart to them you cannot truly invite someone into your heart that you're not prepared to invite into your home have you ever thought about that i want to make that statement again you cannot truly invite somebody into your heart that you're not prepared to invite into your home you might be kind to them you might say nice things or you but to truly invite somebody into your heart You cannot do that and keep them out of your home. They kind of go together. The threshold of your front door is the physical expression of the threshold to your heart. Think about this. Let me throw you a little curveball here, just in terms of a different way of thinking about this. Romans, uh, sorry, Revelations three verse twenty says this: "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to dine with him, and he." with me so if I narrow this principle of my home and my heart being almost synonymous and I just narrow this this example down simply to my relationship with Jesus think about this if you keep your Jesus encounters for church and aren't willing to invite him in to your home life and allow his influence to come into your home life and serve him sincerely at home your hallelujah choruses on a Sunday don't mean very much. It's very easy for me to sing, "Hallelujah on a Sunday and be all Jesusy there and treat my wife like dirt and expect her to run after me and clean up after me and, and meet all my needs. If I'm not willing to invite Jesus into this area of my life, it doesn't mean very much, does it? This idea of an open heart and an open home speaks of a space of openness. And vulnerability in which real relationship is built, where we are honest and true, where we're not hiding anything, where we are vulnerable, where needs, to, where needs be. But it's in this environment that true impartation takes place. And the same applies in our relationships with other people. So if I look at the word hospitality and we go to the etymology of that, in other words, where the word comes from. Uh, In English, it has a Latin root, that's the word "hostis," and it serves as the root word for the word guest, the word host, and the word stranger. And in essence, the word hospitality means the love of strangers. And that's very interesting, because for us, hospitality is very often just enjoyed among families or among close friends. But the biblical definition and the true understanding of hospitality is actually understood as love for strangers. And again, here, hospitality is not a feeling. It is an active expression. And so this love that I have in my heart for a stranger requires an expression. It has to do with inviting people into the love of God via your front door. What an interesting way of thinking about it. The, the, the spiritual... Discipline or the kingdom value of hospitality is about inviting people into an experience of the love of God through your front door. Hospitality has the word hospital in it. Now I don't know to what degree I should read into that or if it's just coincidental, but it spoke something to me because the hospital is a place where people receive physical healing uh, and focused personal care. Someone who is in hospital. Someone who is hospitable also, therefore, provides an environment in which people can receive spiritual and emotional healing and personal care. Now, every one of us, whether we realize it or not, have a deep, innate desire for personal care and affection. Some people think they're happy all alone, and yes, I understand the difference between introverted and extroverted people, all of those kinds of things. But in your makeup, in the way God created, humanity he created us with a built-in need for personal care to feel loved to feel affection i find it quite interesting in that opening verse uh romans 12 verse 10 it says be kindly affectionate to one another that doesn't mean just saying nice things what does it mean to be affectionate to someone think of that in a relational sense that means a big hug that means really con- sharing your love. That means affection is declaring love. When I'm affectionate with, with uh, obviously, my, the affection I share with my wife is going to be unique and different to other relationships. I understand that. But affection in and of itself is to share love, to 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 speak encouragement over somebody else. And every one of us has a need for that. Within our hearts. God made us for that. Why? Because he is love. If we didn't have that part of us. If God didn't make us like that. There would be nothing in us. that Calls out to him. He put a need in there. Because of who he is. And what he created us for. He created us first and foremost. To receive love. And thereafter to give it away. Now the church should be a place. Where this kind of environment of of love and of kind of kindness, personal care, true affection, is present wherever we are. But sadly, as we all know, this is not the case. Much of what we understand as church today has kind of been diminished, diminished to a sausage machine of programs and procedures that we kind of put people through and we funnel them into. And if they cooperate with the process, they'll come out on the other end looking and behaving just like Jesus. So they've got to go through this course and they've got to go through this uh, teaching. And then they need to apply this to their lives. And if they do all of these things, the natural result is that they will grow up and become like Jesus. But how many of you know? I, I don't know about you. I know people who've gone through course after course. They've graduated Bible school and they have not grown spiritually. Their heads are filled with all kinds of knowledge. But they have not grown. They have not matured. Because for that to take place requires relationship. And relationships are facilitated by one of, what, one of the things is hospitality. If we're honest, we have to admit that the church is failing pretty dismally at this. When you simply put a person through a process, they come out the other end feeling processed and not necessarily cared for and there's a big big difference now i understand there are processes that we go through in our spiritual journey but that if that is devoid of the real personal care the the why of the process is what's important why do i need to go through processes well because god loves me and he wants his best for me and he wants me to grow up and he wants me to experience all his fullness. And so he puts me in a body where I can know and taste that love and experience it. And that body grows and and expresses that love and reaches out to others. It literally brings them into that experience. Now, despite our broken and misguided efforts, this deep longing for personal care and affection remains in the heart of every believer. And so what has happened? is the world has come up with the substitutes. By the way, I just made a mistake. I said that this longing for personal care affection remains in the heart of every believer. It's not just every believer, it's in every single person. And because we have this need and because we have this desire, the world has come up with a solution. And we call it the hospitality industry. Do you know that the hospitality industry, I did a little bit of homework on this, it's estimated that it accounts for 10.4% of global GDP And it's predicted that this percentage will rise by a further 10% in the next 10 years. 10% of, of GDP globally is found within the hospitality sector. Now think about this. Divorce rates are higher than they have ever been. Suicide rates, higher than they've ever been. Depression rates, higher than they have ever been. People looking for identity, people searching and confused. People looking for, to be cared for, to be recognized, to, to be loved, and therefore politically demanding that other people do so, demanding recognition, demanding love. All of these symptoms show that there is this void within the world today. In 2020, the global hospitality market reached 3.49 trillion U.S. dollars and was forecast to grow grow to $4.13 trillion in 2021 at a compound annual growth rate of 18.5%. So listen, I'm sure that that COVID has, has gotten into the mix of those figures, and they're probably not as drastic as that. But here's the point. This industry of hospitality is growing at an enormous rate. Why? Because there is a huge, huge demand. Because there is such a void in genuine hospitality in the world today, what does this mean? The genuine hospitality that opens up its heart and its home to other people to make them come in and feel loved and welcomed and important. People literally save up their money to pay someone for the feeling or the experience of being made to feel special and personally cared for. And the sad reality is that the only people in the, hospi- the only thing that the, the hospitality actually cares for is not the people, it's the money. And so we have an industry where people literally pay money to be made to feel like you and I should be making them feel every day of their lives. That's incredible. To me, the more I've been thinking about this and ruminating over this message over the last few days, my mind has really been blown. Because this can be as simple as the way I make the cashier feel or my car guard feel or the person I bump into in the street. How I make them feel about themselves. pressured, Precious, honored, loved, valued. Right the way down to opening my home to certain individuals. Obviously not everybody. It's not a free for all. This is not a train station. But bringing people into my experience as I follow the leading of the Lord. So in the Old Covenant, we have in the book of Leviticus. The command that went out, Leviticus 19, to 34, I'll read it to you from the message translation. It says, When a foreigner lives with you in your land, don't take advantage of him. Treat the foreigner the same as the native. Love him like one of your own. Remember that you were once foreigners in Egypt. I am God, your God. We see similar directives in the New Testament, 1 Peter 4, 8 to 10. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling, as each of you has received the gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And so we see that the one, expecta- one of the expectations that God has for his people, old and new covenant, is this value of hospitality. This value that ascribes honor and care to those who are not just within the fold and near to you, but to everyone, even the stranger, even the sojourner, even the pilgrim. That our hearts be open to show love and invite them into our experience. You know, even within church leadership, I find it very interesting that in, when Paul writes to Timothy and he writes to Titus, these young men, these young pastors that are, are leading groups of churches, he says to them, there are certain requirements for eldership. Do not even consider somebody as an elder if he isn't. And, and it's a list of things. But in both both to Titus and both to Timothy, he says, if they're not hospitable, they're not eldership material. If they're not willing to open their hearts and their homes to invite people in, and to share life and meals with them they're not eldership material they will not they do not carry a pastor's heart even in 1 Timothy 5 verse 10 paul writes to timothy and he says you know you got to care for your widows but even the widows he says if they're under a certain age and if they are not being hospitable refuse them care wow old widows who perhaps don't even have work he says if they're not hospitable to share what they do have stop Supporting them. In other words, what Paul is saying is if they're not willing to be hospitable to others, don't give them aid because it will simply entrench them in their self centeredness. You will feed the beast of their self centeredness. And self centeredness, independence, is the exact opposite of the spirit of hospitality. Now, I want to say this to you hospitality is not an act, it is a spirit. It is a heart that we carry. It is a gift from God, and it is the evidence. It is is like a fruit of the Spirit that causes us to show joy, kindness, faithfulness, goodness to other people through this ministry of hospitality. Hospitality is the exact opposite of self-centeredness. It is about caring for others. And it is about waging spiritual warfare against the narcissism and the hedonism of this current age. It helps me face my own narcissism and my own hedonism. Narcissism is the love of self. Hedonism is the pursuit of pleasure. When I embrace a heart of hospitality, I begin to deal with those attitudes in my own heart. But I also begin to demonstrate something that breaks them down. As the fabric of the society that is around me you know i have some friends i i I am i I grew up in a very hospitable home i'll share a little bit about that with you in a few minutes but some of the some of our very close friends right now uh, we met them through our children so so i used to take leah to to a certain primary school and there was a little boy there and his name was james and uh, every morning he'd stand, he was just a cute little guy. And I'd say, hey, fist pump. And he'd give me a fist pump. And I'd go, "Psh!" And that was a little thing that I started with a stranger called James, this little boy. And then one day he asked me my name. And, I, and he's Afrikaans boy. And so I became Wim Michael. And so one day little James spoke something about, uh, gave a fist pump to his mom and dad. And they said, where did you learn this from? And they said, Wim Michael, by the school. And they thought, who's this Wim Michael teaching my son funny things? And, you know, who is this guy? And at one PTA meeting, we met the couple, and they seemed like nice folks. And I said to my wife afterwards, let's have them over for a bride. Let's just get together. And and they just seem like lovely people and see where this goes. Well, years down the line, they're, they're some of our closest friends. And there's been ministry both ways through this blessed and rich relationship, which began simply because I said, hey, just come over to our place. Share a meal. Let's just show some love and hospitality. I didn't ask if they were believers i didn't ask many questions i just said come and we'll work it out from there now i want to give you some thoughts concerning hospitality and the reason i've chosen to do it this way is because i'm a little overwhelmed with the size of the subject i really thought i said to pastor andreas Concerning the subject of hospitality, I'll, I'll, I'll happily share a message on the subject because I felt I had a good handle on, on some of the attitudes of hospitality. I consider myself to be quite a hospita- hospitable person. And uh, yet the more I've thought about it and the more that I, there are some phrases that have really stuck in my heart that have helped me to understand hospitality on a whole nother level. And so I just want to share some of these thoughts with you. There's five thoughts, and there's a few hindrances to hospitality that I want to share. And hopefully, my my intention and my hope is that as you listen and as we think through these things together, that they will challenge you, but that they will begin to, to, to cause you to think and hopefully shift you to understand the power of this incredible value of the kingdom of hospitality. And the first thing I want to say about hospitality is this. Hospitality is about how you make people feel. That's quite a big deal. We often, especially in Christian circles, diminish feelings. Oh, it's not about how you feel, it's about what you believe. We walk by faith, not by feelings. Are these things true statements? Yes, they are. But how many of you know feelings are powerful? You know what it feels like when you are disrespected. You know what it feels like when you are loved and sincerely cared for, especially when you don't deserve it. You know that feeling. And I want to tell you that that feeling is powerful. And hospitality ministers into that feeling. You see, because feelings can be deceptive. Feelings can pull you this way or that way. What hospitality does is it opens you up and it brings you into an environment that is already established and enables you to catch the feeling, the love, the grace that exists within that environment. So the essence of hospitality is about making people feel valued and loved. It is about ascribing honor to them. doesn't matter who they are. It is about putting their needs before your own. And like love, hospitality is only truly understood when it's really been experienced. I remember when I traveled once with Pastor Andreas, and we went up and we stayed in the home of Johan and Antoinette, and I got a taste of genuine hospitality. These people opened their home to us. Uh, Johan took time off work. Elise took leave just to be there with us, to minister to our needs, to take us wherever it is that we wanted to go. They put their lives on hold for us. They got their kids. I mean, Michael was there, Kyla was there. They just gathered people around us to, they made us feel so loved and so special. I didn't want to come home, but then I thought of the kids and I thought, okay. But I felt there was an environment where I was cared for and I was loved and it was felt and it was very, very precious and very special. The second thought that I want to show is that hospitality is not dependent upon who somebody else is. Hospitality is dependent upon who you are. You see, we gravitate towards people that we like. We gravitate towards people that are like us. We gravitate towards, you know, we don't mind being hospitality hospitable towards nice people, respectable people. But hospitality throws its heart open to all people. It's a value that you hold. Now, I understand the need for wisdom and caution. You, you obviously don't open the door of your house to just everybody and anybody. and Welcome in. Because, yes, there are bad elements out there, and we need to be wise, and we need to be savvy. But that said, it is not an excuse to close off our heart to others. You see, we close off our hearts to, to, to wonderful, wonderful people. I am I am blessed with a heart that loves easily and quickly. I I it's a it's it's something that God has done in me and I see people and and sometimes because of my own experiences perhaps or because of my own brokenness I'm able to identify and just love people where they are at. That is a heart of hospitality and of course I don't get it wrong. I don't get it right all the time. But the point is I realize that my love for other people, if it's dependent on who they are, that's that's not godly love. Hospitality, if it's always dependent upon how right that person is, that's not godly hospitality. It needs to see beyond the outside appearance. It needs to see beyond the faults, the flaws, the, the brokenness, the sin, the outward appearance, whatever it may be. You see, other people's weaknesses should not be viewed as disqualifying factors. If that were the case, none of us would be in the kingdom of God today. In fact, their weaknesses probably make them feel broken, make them feel ostracized, make them feel like they don't belong. And those are the exact people we need to be offering hospitality to. You know, my mom is a great example to me of this. I said to you earlier on, I grew up in an environment of hospitality. And my mom and dad love to travel. And as they meet people on their travels, their favorite thing to do is, You come visit us in Cape Town. and Don't worry about a hotel. You come and stay with us. And what that's meant is our, as kids growing up, our home was often turned upside down. And we had to be very considerate of other people that were now coming to live with us because it happened all the time. Happened very often. And recently there was an old friend of my mother's. And my mom and dad got along very well with the, the, there was a couple. They got along very well with the husband. The wife, however, is a difficult character. And the husband has since passed away. The wife recently wanted to come to Cape Town to see some of her family. Uh, But because she didn't really get on with her family too much, she decided to spend most of the time with my mom and dad. And I want to say to you, that was a labor of love for them. It was a long few weeks. And the thing that amazes me when I chat to my mom, how are you guys doing? Are you guys coping all right? They had to put up with a lot. Having this person in their house, very complacent, very entitled, rude and brash very often. But yet my mom would say, you know, her kids are giving her such a hard time right now. She just needs a place where she can just be loved for who she is. Or, you know, what what astounded me is the capacity of my parents to endure the difficulty of having this person in their home and all that it came with. And yet, not close their hearts to her. Not say, listen, if you don't change, that's enough. They didn't correct her. They didn't try and put her in her place, which most of us would be tempted to do. They just loved her. They just loved her. There was something that said this woman just needed love, and they put up with so much. That is what hospitality does. Because it's not dependent on who the other person is or how they behave, it's dependent on your own heart. All right, let's move on. Hospitality is an expression of the generosity of God's heart. See, without generosity, there is no hospitality. Hospitality is not about giving somebody something that they've paid for. (laughs) That's the world system. It's not about earning. It's not about merit. It's about giving out of the generosity of who you are. It is innately unselfish. And here's an example that you will probably be able to locate your own heart in. Selfishness says we've got guests coming over. Hide the good stuff hospitality says we've got guests coming over bring out the good stuff now i don't know if to you that means the best bottle of wine the chocolates that you've saved for yourself there's a difference in spirit the one says ah there's people coming i don't want to share i'm going to keep it to myself hospitality says there's someone coming over let's give them the best let's give them an experience that they will go from this place going wow i was blessed the next thought hospitality is not just about meeting a need it's about meeting a heart i really love that you see service is about what we do for people hospitality is about what we do with people it's not about getting just getting a job done or simply meeting a need though that's important and it's a part of it it's about meeting with the heart of an individual and journeying with them hospitality goes beyond just getting the job done you see here's an example of it there's a big difference between giving bringing somebody into your home and sharing a meal with them versus sending some money to an organization that feeds people huge difference also want to say that hospitality is about creating free space that you can invite others into your experience it's about shared experience welcoming us into your space and feeling welcomed in their space. And what I'm talking about here primarily is heart space, but obviously there's the reflection of your own home and your space. I mean, think of a trip on a train or a bus or an airplane. How do you feel about sitting next to people and being in their space and having them in your space? Do you guard that armrest on the airplane with your life? I put my arm down first and I will not move it. I don't want to share it. I don't know about you, but I'm convicted here because, quite frankly, if I'm honest with you, when I get on a plane, I generally want to say, hi, I'm so and so nice to meet you. Would you like a sweet? Great. Put in my earphones and watch my movie. Leave me alone. I'm happy to speak to somebody when they bring me food, but the rest of the time, leave me alone. But what is that? That's pure self-centeredness, isn't it? What's the other person going through? What are they needing? Am I even aware of them or do I? It's about the attitude of the heart. Independence seeks its own space, but that is the opposite of hospitality. To close off, let me just share with you a few brief obstacles to hospitality. Because if I'm not mistaken, Dad, are we doing communion this evening? Not. Okay. All right, next week, no problem. Apart from the obvious obstacles that I've already remembered, that I've already mentioned, you know, the vices of self-centeredness is a, is 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 an obstacle to hospitality, as well as stinginess, miserliness. This will stop you from from being open and inviting people in. But for me, I think the thing that prevents us from inviting people into our homes is the very same thing that invite that prevents us from inviting people into our hearts, and that is pride. Pride is the idea of self-sufficiency pride also causes me to be more concerned about how others perceive me than about the reality or the truth of who I am very important that you see insecurity is a byproduct of pride if I don't want to invite people into my house because I'm worried about what they may think of me or how tidy my house is or how small or how big my house is, all of these things are focused on me and my insecurity, wanting to manage and control how other people think of me. Hospitality is about open-heartedness and generosity. It's not about me. It's about others. It means that if I'm guarded or if I'm distant, I'm trying to keep people at bay. And I want to say to you that they will sense that. Remember, hospitality is about how you make people feel and i can treat people in such a way that makes them feel loved or i can treat people in such a way that makes them feel uh, rejected that makes them feel they're kept at arm's length we'll talk about new sports and weather but as for how are you really doing fine barrier goes up Uh, i don't want to invite you into my heart space because i'm insecure i don't trust you I can't control what you're going to think of me. I'm worried about what you will say or think about me if I do let you in and I do let you see. Folks, these are personal things we need to deal with in our, in our lives with Jesus because in, in our hearts with him. And, and we need to be renewed. There needs to be soul restoration in these areas because if those things exist there, those form hindrances and obstacles to us being witnesses for Jesus, for us being examples and inviting people through the, the ministry of hospitality. Into our homes, into our churches, into our families and relationships, and into our our love love circles. I mean, just one of the values we've got at, at our in our in our family is that we don't want to know of anybody that's alone on Christmas. If there's somebody that's going to be alone, come and join us. We don't just come join us. Just as long as you're not alone, you know, if there's somebody that we know, one of our friends, come join us. But I also want to say to you that one of the greatest Obstacles or barriers to to hospitality, both receiving and giving hospitality, is a critical spirit. A critical spirit causes you to see the weaknesses and the faults in others. And what that does is it makes you weary of them and it makes you feel insecure or it makes you judgmental of them. It was, it'll cause you to withhold wasp hospitality, but more than that, it'll also prevent you from receiving and enjoying hospitality. It will literally cut you off from the hospitality of others if you have a critical spirit. Oh, I don't want to invite them over because oh, they they're of those kind. Hey, we've got plenty of options of, of opportunities for that now. No, they're they're of the unvaccinated bunch, or they're of the vaccinated bunch, or they've got this conspiracy theory, or, or they are from the 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 prosperity gospel guys, but they are there's so many things, and we're critical of people. Their feet smell, oh, he's got a different language and a different so many reasons that we can be critical of other people. Oh, he didn't greet me, or oh, he did so many reasons. But I want to say this that people can sense a critical spirit, and so perhaps if you are on the side or you are the person who is feeling as though you are not receiving the hospitality and the personal care that you desire, then perhaps that is something you should look into in your own demeanor. Interesting point. You see, an open heart will attract an open heart. A critical spirit will close all other hearts around you. Powerful, powerful principle. And so if, if concerning this message of hospitality, to, to, to share this message without touching on that would be, would be to, to just kind of just, you know, give some interesting points without understanding how it works behind the scenes and what are the, what are the limiting factors in my own heart and in my own life. When I am critical of other people, my hospitality is locked up within me. I will not freely open my heart. I will not freely open my home. I need to deal with that. I need to decide that I will love them for who they are, as they are, and bring them into my experience. Though that will be uncomfortable. Hospitality is uncomfortable. It is inconvenient. It is expensive. It is costly. It will cost you money. It will cost you freedom. It will cost you time. But at the same time, we also need to understand that in order for me to have that need within me met, For personal care, personal love, and personal attention. If if I have a critical spirit of others, that critical spirit will literally cut off the love and the care that God has put within their hearts to give me. It will be locked up in them. They will not be free to express it. They will not be free. And you won't experience it. You'll be sitting wondering why no one cares for you. How come they get love and attention and I don't? Critical spirit will do that to you every time. Sometimes you are the reason that you are not feeling so special. (laughs) Painful truth, but a truth nonetheless. Because though others may want to, a critical attitude prevents them. It will literally prevent them from having you, uh, having you, from opening, uh, having you come into their hearts and into their space, because it will simply trigger um, the same within them. And so, folks, what I've done this, this today is simply to share with you some thoughts concerning this ministry of hospitality in the hope that, that as you go about your day, as, as your work, you will be aware of the way you are making people feel through the way that you are treating them. But also, in addition to that, my hope is that I have stirred up a challenge in your own heart in thinking about your home in a different way. I think the one statement that I made, and and sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I write things down or I say some things, and I know that those things didn't come from me. Because, you know, it's just, I know that that's not me, that's God, but this phrase really stuck with me. Hospitality is about inviting people into the love of God via your front door. And And I want to encourage you in that. This is not just for your fellow believers. This is not just for your loved ones and your family. This is for that person in your workplace who's been having a hard time and been struggling. This is for the stranger in your church who you've seen and you don't even really, you know their name, but you don't know who they are. It's time for you to open your heart to them by opening your home to them. Invite somebody around. Put them around your table. Put on a spread for them. Bless them. Sow into their lives. Give them a wonderful, wonderful meal. As much as you are able. Listen to their hearts. Find out where they are. Ask them, what can I pray for you? How can I be a blessing to you? And follow up. Help them. Be hospitable. Because through this one thing, the love of God is communicated in a tangible way. And I can't tell you how many lives are touched and changed through this ministry. Amen? So I hope that's a challenge for you. Dad, over to you. I'll hand over to you at this time. Close in prayer, please, Michael. All right, I'll close in prayer. My Father God, I want to thank you that you have thrown your heart and your kingdom open to every single one of us. You invite us in to experience who you are, the greatness of your love. And you, there is no room that is off limits. There's not a, a, a west wing that we can't go into. But in your generosity of heart, you have opened up who you are in all your fullness to us, and you make it all available. Father, I want to thank you for the generosity of your heart. I want to thank you for the openness of your heart. And my prayer, heavenly Father, is that we would enter into greater dimensions of reflecting that heart to the world around us. Lord, I ask this today that As I've shared this word, that in the hearts of everyone who's heard it, Lord God, a name would rise up, a face would rise up, a relationship, a person, that you would give us the boldness to open our hearts and our homes, to invite somebody in and to say, I want you to come over to my house and share a meal with me. I want to pray, Father God, that you would help us move beyond good intention and while keeping people at bay. And be willing to be vulnerable enough to open our hearts and homes and invite people in. That they may experience and that we may share the love that you have poured into our hearts with them. And that they may have a taste of heaven as it lives and moves and breathes within our hearts. And so thank you, Lord God, for your hospitality towards all of us. Thank you that you send us out in the world to win back every stranger and to restore them to you and to your kingdom. Thank you, Father, that we have a role to play. And I pray that you'd lead us and guide us with boldness in this. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.